welcome back to another Deadlands Tales from the Shattered Coast adventure. This is session 50, part 1, and our players are Sharon, Jameis, Chris, and Richard. Folks, if you're listening out there, please drop us a line or comment on our Google group. I have some things planned that I'd like to do with this podcast, but to move forward, I need a better gauge of how many people are still listening out there. So, if you have the spare time, help out the podcast by letting us know that you are there. Now, on with the show. We'll go ahead and start then. Um, despite the uh, session quarter that we did, I am indeed going to call this one session 50 because I found it was just too damn difficult to keep up with. Well, that's interesting because last <laughs> session was 50 session? as well. So now we have two 50s, yeah. unless you um, want to make this 51. <laughs> last session should have been 49, um, and this one's 50. Is last how it session, works out. No, because it was my a notes. 40. It was 47 and three quarters. And then <laughs> you went on to a 48. So if you are adding, if you are taking 47 and three quarters out, that becomes 48. So this is session 51. Mm, I guess it doesn't work out that way for the recordings, but. <laughs> it does. It uh, does. Okay. So we're going to call this section 51? All right, well, nebulously, between 50 and 51, we'll sort it out. <laughs> hey, <laughs> 50, yeah, 50. Just write in, listening audience, with what number you think it should be. Should we go up to <laughs> session 100? Yes? Would that be good? Awesome. All new characters playing in a different setting because we all died of old age. Yep. All right. Or drowned in a well, Some, Some did. Some already did. All right, so that means we're going to Deadlands Noir. Awesome. <laughs> uh, fun. All right, so uh, whichever session this might be, we are back with another Deadlands installment. And I'm just going to go across the board here. Weebatai, NPC controlled by someone else. So the next one is Eddie Guff. <laughs> I am Chris, and I'm playing Eddie Guff. My cards are Get Savage. For the duration of one combat or scene, your character gains the benefit of any one edge, regardless of requirements. Um, the wonderful love interest card. Play on a non-player character to encourage a romantic interest for your hero. The target helps to the best of her abilities, but may frequently cause trouble as well. I have Ace. Play instead of rolling to make a trait test with a single automatic raise. And then Folk Hero. Play after you save a group of people from dire circumstances. The community adopts you and your party as local heroes, and you can always find aid there. And then Lucky Break. Play this card to completely negate the damage from one attack. Those are the cards. All right, and next on my screen is Luke Villeneuve. This is Jameis, playing the Canadian Adventure Extraordinaire. And I've got a bit of a cough, so I'll try to remember to mute myself when I need to. Uh, my cards are, not today, play after any other character's attack to make it a critical failure. I can spike, you can do any power that you'd be able to normally use, but you don't need to pay, power, pay power points if they're going to make a vigor roll. Uh, extra effort, add an extra d6 to any trait roll, with roll my ace. Windfall, you gather all the good bits and pieces to be grabbed at a location. And Noble Sacrifice. Play when an adjacent ally suffers damage, you suffer the damage instead. 
And Young Jean Lu. Hello, I'm Richard. I'm playing poor, simple, humble Native American Wimatai. And also Jean Jean Lu. And today my cards are all exciting. Spurred on double pace or travel distance. Uh, unexpected insight. Learn the secrets of the arcane and how to kill one enemy that you're up against. Or a weakness of an enemy. Adrenaline surge, get an action. Power surge, recover power points. Hidden stash, find a hidden item which could just be hidden up one of your voluminous sleeves. A generic item of some description. And parlay, listen to me talk for 30 seconds just as you have been now. And I didn't need to play the card for that. Ha! A freebie. <laughs> <laughs> And Sarah Beauchamp, who I will read the cards for, but you can introduce the player. Ah, uh, yes. Um, this is Sharon. I'll be playing Dr. Sarah Beauchamp, Dr. Extraordinaire, um, with the coolest pair of green shades ever uh, to grace the West. And um, Marshall, could you please uh, let me know uh, what my cards are? You have, make no mistake, play when facing any kind of creature with immunity or invulnerability. One character may ignore those special abilities of the creature for the duration of the combat. You have, last stand, your hero and any adjacent ally gains plus two parry and toughness. Allies who move into contact after the card is played gain the bonus as well. The effect ends when a joker is dealt. Villainous Verbosity, played to make an opposing wild card lose his next action by gloating or talking about his master plan. Enemy, play at the beginning of a game session. A villain of the GM's choice becomes your character's sworn enemy. You may not soak wounds caused directly by him. Starting now, draw an extra adventure card each game session until the enemy is retired. That's a nice one. And likely that will be one of your love interests if you want to play it. <laughs> Renowned. Play after completing a good deed of some import. You gain a permanent plus one charisma bonus towards those who have heard of you, typically a 50% chance. And there you are. Hello. So what happened last time on Deadlands, Deadlands. then, people? Yes. Who can remember? <laughs> it was only over a month ago that we last played this. Well, so well, before we start, though, hold on. She has to decide if she wants to play her enemy card, because it has to be oh. played. <laughs> no, I don't want to play session. my enemy card. Okay. Now, who remembers what? I don't remember that much right now. I'm sure if somebody says something, I can remember. Something. I mean, I can give you a rundown of any points if we want to do it that way. Or does somebody else want to do it? We did the amazingly brave decision to, without any sense of self-preservation, run into... Lost Angels and have a look around and see what's going down. Because Luke had a great idea of seeing what sort of power was behind the place so he could potentially come up with a targeted focus against it. So into the heart of Grimes we went. If someone else wants to relate what happened on the outskirts, we'll come back. I'll come back later for the actual inside the town itself. No? Outside the town we... But, uh, we went to the vestibule bar, which had been um, recommended by Sam Hellman, and found Iron Man Murray and whatever Hellman had left behind, which was some money and uh, some potions that we had no idea what they were, and nobody wanted to drink them down just to find out whether they were poison or not, you know, because 
Yay, we're just not that brave, apparently. Uh, we found out that uh, things in the city would, or mechanical things in the city, or just around the city, would break for no reasons whatsoever, because, hey, that's just Grimes' amazing influence over technology. Or something else. We don't know what exactly. We saw groups of children going around early mornings, stealing from people who were still asleep. And we saw supplicants, or applicants, or however we call them, trying to make their way into, or being led into, Lost Angels, singing joyously as they did so. Um, can't think of anything else that happened outside the city. What happened on the inside, Jemis? Um, is is uh, Richard uh, roboting anyone else? Uh, the entire call's breaking up. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Interesting. Jameis is not roboty for me. But you uh, were. Of course, seems to be stable now. Hmm. All right, we'll I go on. Thinking, I am sorry if you heard a robot last time, people. I swear I am alive and real. Really. Also, not Nick. <laughs> <coughs> Inside the city, uh, I decided, Luke decided he wanted to actually go into. Well, we knew we went there particularly because there was a church gathering with Grimes in charge, so I wanted to get some power readings off Grimes. And I wanted to get actually into the full church itself, so I had the bright idea, I'm going to go and attack an actual parishioner of Grimes, get their papers, and then pretend to be that person so I can get inside. Even though it turned out I completely didn't need to do that, but never mind, it's more fun this way. <laughs> so I went inside, and I was being followed by someone, which will come back to haunt us later. Uh be followed by someone, but I sort of slowly got closer and closer to Grimes as the actual uh, mess went on. Took a reading, my device exploded, and then I was captured as, oh, well, one of the people who, group of people, oh, what's all this happening here then? And got taken outside to get exposed to as the four I was. So there's absolutely no problem with that. Oh, and as I went in, Dragon scratched me, and so I got to see a, just a quick glimpse of the town as it really was, which was all sorts of rotted and decay, and there's a big, huge bat-like thing above the city, which I don't know what the hell that is. But there I am, trapped on the outside, about to be exposed. I'm in trouble. Obviously, this is the end of Luke. Anyone else? Yes, that was going to be the end of Luke, but Eddie came up pretending to be one of the brothers and essentially had your jailer leave and rescued you and then we ended up finding that one person that was hunting Luke down and talked to him and I'm not sure about anything else after that I know that Grimes has a edict uh, 75 miles circumference around the uh, or radius around the city that he controls all of it. But that's about all I can remember. Sharon? Um, pretty much covered everything I had in my notes as well. Do you have what that guy was? Because I can actually remember what the guy was. <laughs> no, I don't what, have it. What the name, the name of that group. It turned out he was sort of on the inside as a bit of a... 
He was a man of the grid. That was what he was called. Man of the grid. Right. And they were working on the inside to bring Grimes down, and so they're a group that we could potentially work with. They are a group of people who say they are working on the inside to bring Grimes down. We know next to nothing about them at the moment. For all we know, they could be a group of assassins who hunt down and kill people who might be thinking about dealing with Grimes. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're completely trustworthy. (laughs) (laughs) All of which might be true. And uh, I believe we ended that session with uh, the man of the grid saying that uh, he will meet you in perdition. To uh... And then we ran away very quickly. (laughs) Or he would send his representative there. Mm -hmm. He would make himself alone. And the reason that um, Luke was able to run away was because Yong went on a killing spree. Killing people outside of the thing to distract them. So that was, oh my god, there was something going on outside. Just wanted to bring that up. I don't think it was a killing spree, it was just a fainting spree. Nope, it was a killing spree. People died. Was it? Did they? They died, yep. Well, you can't say Young's innocent anymore. Nope, can't say (laughs) Young's innocent anymore. He's pretty sure they were all white people. Well, I was gonna have a. I was gonna ask for a scene with Wimatai later to discuss that. <laughs> Wimatai didn't actually come into the city with us. So. She did not. Uh, just as something that did happen. That I mean, we found out that the people who were in the city weren't morally virtuous. They were all breaking all kinds of commandments, and that were signposts up saying, "Hey, you can," or signposts up saying. This commandment can be broken here. Or it is possible that this commandment might be broken if you enter this place. And then people were willingly entering this place and breaking those commandments. So they're not as Christian as they seem from the outside. Also, Sarah bought a water thing, which was Professor Somebody or Other's Amazing Water which you added water to to get water, which seemed weird, but it was filtered through Ghost Rock. Mm-hmm. So expect Eddie to drink some of it and, I don't know, tell us what the effects are. And we're able to run away quickly because Luke made friends with someone who actually had another steam wagon, and so that's what we used to get out. Yep, the effervescent water, yes. <laughs> oh yes, I had forgotten about that. And in fact, Luca is bleeding, it seems, and a bit thought about that too. Well, that was Dragon eating you in order to yeah. cause the wound. That enabled you to see the giant thing. Yes, which Luke was, which no, which Young was going on and on, oh, we should all wound ourselves, ah, and then he never did. I said, I gave permission to Wimatai to wound me, and then she didn't come into the city, so. Young completely forgot about it in the excitement. She forgot nice. to designate a uh, designated wounder for you. That's a <laughs> sad, sad state of affairs. Uh, yeah, the only other thing that I have in my notes uh, is that you paid a guy five dollars uh, to Stephen. Uh, he had a car out by the bar for a quick yeah, getaway in I case you needed that. it. Yes, there we go. I didn't okay, I don't remember who it was. No, I can't remember his name. We've got a name now. Note it down. So hey, Stephen. <laughs> or in two minutes' time. One or the other. Yep. 
So you know where to go to steal a car from if you need it. Yep. And hopefully we got all the stuff out of the locker that we left there previously running away. Yeah, you weren't chased on your way out, so uh, you still have plenty of time to get all the stuff. That you could see. That you could see, yes, yes. Who knows what the strange thing in the sky I might have witnessed. But as far as you know, uh, you make it back to perdition safe and sound. Pondering on... Making perdition unsafe and sound. (laughs) The the strangeness that you saw uh, in, in Lost Angels. Uh, okay, so we'll uh, uh, we'll take up there. You're back in perdition. Uh, not you weren't gone all that long, so really nothing has happened in your uh, absence. About a day. Yeah. Oh, the place has burned down, and now there's a anarchy and all kinds of stuff. Sheriff's back in town, and the the killings have started again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know that's how you keep the populace safe by just offing a few of them now and then. Ah, sounds like this sheriff's corrupt. Sounds like we need to take him <laughs> down and put one of our own in charge. Uh, wait. <laughs> He's already got the official murder hobo seal, so. <laughs> right, okay, so um, uh, that evening, having dinner at uh, where, wherever you uh, may have it for that night, um, there are a few people here that uh, want to hear uh, what went on. Um, Joker is here. Uh, yes, he is also knee deep or neck deep in the plannings of his uh, upcoming nuptials. Uh, O'Malley is here as well, and so you guys are having dinner with him, uh, and they just want to kind of get an update on what's going on in Lost Angels. There's not a lot of news that comes out there, out of there. I mean, they send people out all the time to proselytize, but they don't talk much about the city of Lost Angels. Uh, other than to extol the glories and uh, the free vittles and uh, how great Grimes is. Uh, so they haven't really talked to people in a while that's actually been there to visit and to see what's going on. Uh, Sam Hellman uh, has left, uh, as he told you he would. But Lacey O'Malley's turned up here now? Lacey O'Malley has turned up. Oh, yes. okay. Yep, he's come back into town. Uh, he's getting his presses ready to run again for the next issue of the uh, Gazette. And uh, he's got some stories he's wanting to run. One that might actually be of interest to you. Uh, this comes up late in the conversation after you've told them all you know, whatever you want to about Lost, uh, Lost Angels. Um, he said that uh, there has been rumors of a, a man, a Mr. Sutton Thacker, uh, that you might very well be interested in uh, as a group. And then to... Young Jean-Lou in particular, he looks at you and says, uh, seems like our Mr. Thacker here has uh, uh, domesticated some maze dragons. Boom. Vanished. Young? Young? But more importantly, after you all have told me about those uh, glyphs that you've been uh, rounding up and uh, trying to find, um, it's come to my attention that the Mr. S- uh, this Mr. Sutton Thacker, uh, at his new address, newly dubbed Dragon Hold, is actually running tourist groups through there. But uh, apparently, this uh, what was once called Quarry Town, uh, these pictograms apparently line the inside of uh, several of the caverns there. Well, a story I was going to run in the uh, new issue. Thought you might be interested in it. 
Is this the one that I previously brought up? Uh, the Maze Dragon place that is um, where there was a cave-in sort of thing, and it's stuck in a bay? Yes. Ah, okay. I don't think it was called Dragon Hole. But then again, I can't oh. remember things, so there we go. It might not have been called Dragon Hole then, it may be called Dragon Hole now. Yep. Uh... Well, uh, do we really want attention to be brought to the glyphs? Is a question. No. But if the glyphs are there, then... I mean, it is... It is right on our doorstep. We could go there and do the seventh glyph without having to track to the top of the country, or the state, sorry, and we would be done within... Days rather than months. No, I'm sure we can't go there. There's many reasons why we can't go to that exact place. No, I'm sure there is. Well, you can go elsewhere, and I will go to that place because, Mr. Hands, please. All right. Uh, the finger there is where Quarry Town is. It's uh, basically just west of Shannonsburg, which uh, is not far from you. Is certainly less far than where you were planning on having to travel. Just west of Shannonsburg. So we could go and see your fiancé as well, Luke. See, oh, it is all okay. coming together. But uh, As you know, my stories also uh, tend to dig a little onto the uh, weird side of what things are going on. And while Mr. Sutton Thacker's uh, uh, newly opened... <laughs> Petting zoo, I suppose you could call it that. <laughs> Not that he's letting uh, people that pay their two bits to actually get that close to the dragons, but uh, it has become a tourist attraction. But I understand from digging up a few words of people that know him that he's starting uh, a small cult around himself uh, called the Cult of the Dragon. I thought of all the people I ran across, Mr. Young <laughs> might be interested in this man. Are they taking applicants? <laughs> Well, it seems like he is trying to build this cult. Don't exactly know what their tenants are, but... Uh... <laughs> well, this is probably Dragon. I'm sure it is all pure and... Yes, nothing touched by the Dragon is in any way horrible at all. Right, right, right. I'll make sure to put that in as a quote. <laughs> <coughs> Well, do you need people to go out there and take a look at this place as well? Oh, no, no. I just thought you might be interested. Uh, as I'm about to run this paper off the next day or two, uh, it's about the oh. only newsworthy thing in here that might uh, be of some interest to you folks. Uh, oh, although you might be interested in this. And he throws out a, a sheet of paper. It's basically, uh, it's describing some of your exploits, but not, you know, telling exactly who you are. <laughs> hmm. And uh, it, it's pretty, uh, it's 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 glowing somewhat, as glowing as the epitaph gets anyway. Uh, talking about the <laughs> literally <laughs> adventures of uh, a certain group of uh, <laughs> ne'er do wells who seem to be going about the shattered coast and uh, doing good deeds here and there. <laughs> so it's always good to put in these stories, uh, the, these human interest stories, just to, to have people. Uh, you got to lead with a feel-good story now and then. It's good to know that you've got people out there that are willing to to risk life and limb to help the little guy. Uh, he, he starts editing the sheet that he's printed out. Well, I, I suppose I should remove this part about your death count and your last uh, 
those were innocents, technically. <laughs> you have printed this out while we are sitting at this table telling you what happened at the last place. That is impressive. <laughs> He's referring to some of your much older <laughs> uh, tales that you've told on them. I do not believe we killed any innocents previously, did we? This must look a bit evasive. I'm sure if, even if we did, it was the scales were balanced out by the number of beavers we have saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you run that story, and there might be a whole new wave of trappers coming out this way to <laughs> look for belts. Start a whole new industry. Yes. You will not be running that story. <laughs> well, if we go out there and do... If we go to Serpent's Cove, as I have looked up the map to see what it is actually called. Dragonhold being the village, Serpent Cove being mm. the cove. Um, and got a new story. Would you want the the article as well? That we oh, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. This is... Uh, I just did some minor digging around this. It didn't look like there was anything uh, too wrong going on. It's just a, another interest story of uh, the weird huh. that uh, subscribers to the paper are, are always looking forward to. Well, like since he's making such a big production of it, it's not like it's a secret. I could join your paper and be your professional dragon expert, and you could send me out on all dragon-related cases to investigate and give my professional opinion. I am sure the population is clamoring out for such a thing. A correspondent, maybe. Hmm. Something like that. I don't know, does Van Dorn have a no-compete clause? You can't work for anything in any other place once you're working for them? <coughs> well, then you guys have broken that many times. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's a trail of telegrams following us around because we keep leaving places and yeah. going on to the next place and all of the telegrams say you're fired <laughs> just broken there for so many times someone forgot to t- p- tell payroll because apparently your your, <laughs> your payroll SD is still being deposited into banks <laughs> the best kind of fired yes fired without the company knowing about it <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, so yeah, you guys uh, you have a fairly uh, uneventful night as you share a few bottles with these men and a good meal and uh, uh, share a little bit of information. Nothing, uh, nothing too shocking going on, and it's uh, yeah, pretty much it. Uh, Joker is continually going over a notebook, looking at uh, his invitation list. Uh, of course, all of you are invited. Do you have any family, or does Miss Wagner have any family? Coming uh, I don't, at least none here. Uh, we've got some uh, kin back in uh, the old country, but uh, she certainly does. Uh, they should be arriving on the railroads uh, closer to the time, of course. But uh, yeah, yeah, we've got lots of invitations to send out, lots of letters, a few telegrams. It should be a, a big thing. The larger productions this town seen in a while. Well, one with a happier tone anyway and how long away is it is it plot appropriate amount of time <laughs> yeah pretty much okay <laughs> fine, fine. 
Oh, that sounds like a fine day to be getting married. On the... Uh, date of the <laughs> of, month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I couldn't quite hear you. Did you say 50th or 51st? <laughs> 51st. That's a Sunday. Mm. All right, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Unless you guys wanted a particular scene here, uh, just some catching up, just to let you know who's in town right now. Uh, Sheriff's still out. Uh, most of his deputies are in, though. Uh, Sheriff is apparently um, off with your preacher man uh, <laughs> investigating something. Oh, Hellman has gone. That is disappointing. We could have asked him about the men of the grid, as he was the expert on crimes. <sighs> Did he tell you this anything about them at all? No, not at all. Uh, although, and this is uh, this is O'Malley talking. I've, I remember hearing something about them. It's uh, back when uh, Grimes was first uh, setting up uh, the city and on well, his uh, angelic vision of it. Uh, it uh, the city is well as you see it now. It's uh, it's these concentric rings, and the men of the grid were uh, literally that. They were an opposing party that uh, wanted the streets laid out in the grid pattern. <laughs> That's how it started. It was a little little war between some of the elected officials of the town at the time and Grimes himself as to how the layout of the town would uh, proceed. So they've been against him from the beginning, apparently. And uh, they live on, you say. Yes, civic planning well, can go so wrong. It's like, not only do we not want it in circles, we want no demons. No demons. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's mm. pretty much all he knows about it, is that they, they existed at the founding of the town, uh, where people that still had a voice uh, that was uh, strong enough to be heard against Grimes before he stamped all that out uh, were against his planning methods. Much all he knows, though. It is interesting to know that much. Um, did we tell them that a man of the a man of the grid is going to be coming here as well? Oh, you certainly can if you wish. Uh, Leave anyone uh, said one way or the other. All right. Sounds like nobody else is bringing it up. That's fine. Uh, don't. That would have occurred to me to say anything like that. I'm just too busy spinning and drinking and drinking. And, and being a robot. Look at that robot drinking liquor in the backgrounds. <laughs> we might have mentioned talking about the men of the grid. Yes. Yep. Let me check something here real quick. I'm actually using uh, the Lost Angels source book for the previous version of Deadlands. Marvelous set of information for Deadlands that they never reprinted in the current stuff. But this one's all about Lost Angels. Uh, let's see. I think I basically gave you all that he might know. It actually has a really great uh, the very first ten pages or so. It's an agency special report number 187, <laughs> which is essentially the info dump that you guys already got. Yeah. <coughs> a lot of that's in the... Um... A lot of what we heard is actually in the uh, player's guide anyway. Mm. It's presented in a different format in the previous edition stuff. Mm. Yeah, a lot of more in-depth stuff too. Yeah. 
it's an agency report as opposed to a um, uh, it's Lacey O'Malley doing the stuff in I think yeah yeah and the players got yeah. Well, Miss Beauchamp, do you have anything to add to this evening's? No. No, I do not at this time. I'll just uh, touch up with some friends and uh, admit there and maybe do a little more shopping. <laughs> and also, I'll thank Stephen and if he. I'll stay for the night. I'll shot him and Mike and Petition if he wants to stay for the night. And oh, sure. Swap yeah. tips. Swap tips on cars. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, he's got to tinker a little bit. Uh, some of that uh, dust on the way back has uh, uh, missed, uh, messed up his fuel uh, richness, and <laughs> he's going to mm. tinker a bit before he heads out. Uh, he's been through here before, but never really uh, enjoyed any of the hospitality. Uh, so. Probably not joining you for this meal, uh, meal unless you wanted him to. Otherwise, you know, you guys are talking openly about all kinds of stuff across the table. That's not. Uh, yeah, he probably doesn't want to know half the stuff we know. Hey, random stranger, come join our table because we're talking about killing grimes. Yep. All right, I'm here sure we go. All right, so a little bit more you might know about the Men of the Grid. It's originally led by a man named Phineas Pascal, uh, who had a very large argument about the separation of church and state, or in this case, church and city. Uh, most of his group had been run out of town by Grimes' people. The, uh, this 1871... Uh, was supposedly the last the original men of the grid were seen. So, yeah, he's a little uh, interested in hearing that they still exist. Yeah, they said they'd get in touch with us. Uh, <coughs> possibly. Someone might come here. Yep. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, so one of the tales he remembers about this is uh, when Pascal was basically ran out of town, uh, Story goes something about the, the, him and his men were sitting around the, the altar uh, demanding uh, to be dealt with, uh, and Grimes lost his temper, calling down, uh, uh, calling down uh, God to strike the unbelievers. And uh, it actually happened. <laughs> Several of his men, men were killed, uh, lightning from the skies. Uh, vaguely remembers that story. Damn you, mythological phenomena. <laughs> So, yeah, this was right around the time the edict was uh, placed as well, um, which basically ended everyone's rule of Los Angeles other than Grimes himself. So there we go. Uh, all right, show Sharon, uh, you go out, uh, you go and see your doctor. <laughs> Have a night on the town with uh, him before anything else happens. <laughs> Oh, and to check on how your house is doing. You with the sharing? Yes, yes, that too. I'm going to go uh, pay uh, pay a visit to uh, the clinic and check on how my house is going. Yep, yep. Uh, they're still basically doing work on the grounds and foundation. Uh, that's it's going to take a bit for a house to be built, but there we go. Okay. Clinic's still... doing well. Yeah, he's still there. He's uh, he's tending a lot more. You guys are getting a lot more uh, refugees in from Shanfan, uh, so you've got a growing um, Chinese population here. 
and he's been seeing a lot of them uh, for essentially you know, free per se, you know, like uh, favors down the road. You know, some so when once they get established, restaurants opened, uh, cleaning establishments opened, and such. You know, he's 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 trading a little favor now for uh, for for some compensation later, or or none where it can't be. I mean, some of these people are really uh, poor and not able, uh, probably won't be able to do uh, any better here. But uh, he's he's a good man. He's doing what he can for them. Okay. Um. All right. So if uh, that's the case, then uh, once he closes up, then um, just invite him out for dinner and discuss the possibility of uh, moving my practice uh, here permanently. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you guys. Practice? <laughs> yes. It's traveling practice right now, but. <laughs> Okay, so uh, you'll spend the rest of the night doing that if anyone else is doing anything. Otherwise, we'll just go into the morning. Um, Eddie, I assume that you're out drinking. <laughs> yes, out drinking and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Trying not to kill anybody. Yep. Oh, Rolf, how well you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear, critical fail. <laughs> Are there any, uh, uh, like a library or bookstore in Perdition? Well, sort of. They've got a very small library. Most of the books are donations from uh, people coming through. Um, Luke has been buying uh, some books from people here and there and donating them as well. But it's it's relatively small. What are you looking for? Anything on the occult. Oh, hmm. Okay. Um, give, me, uh, give me an occult roll. All right. Okay, uh, nothing specifically on the occult, but you do manage to come across uh, a few journals uh, that, uh, in the library. They look like they came from a private collection. Although the, uh, you know, you uh, the person there. This is kind of later at night. Um, you know, you, so you're coming in. Uh, basically, they just happen to be there. Uh, the hours have long since closed, but they don't mind you browsing around. Uh, they were in the middle of having a little supper, so. Uh, invite you in uh you find a few journals to talk about uh, just uh traveling uh across the coast and oddities that uh, they've seen so you do find a, a few entries in these journals of uh sightings and things that uh, are a little unusual uh giant hairy men uh you know a few things on maze dragons uh gigantic worms that come from beneath the ground that sort of thing <laughs> So no occult tomes per se, but accounts of people running into some very odd creatures. Where did they say the maze dragons were encountered? Oh, basically just all across the Shattered Coast. They're not encountered that frequently, um, but uh, they enough that it's not just legend. I mean, enough people have actually seen them and uh, have encountered them. Boats have been destroyed with, uh, by them that uh, it, it's not just a... Oh, there might be something out there. No, the the sightings have been frequent enough yeah. that this is a real thing that people are concerned about when they go out and do their shipping lines. There doesn't seem to be any particular hunting ground. And, of course, uh, you now know that there's someone that's uh, actually charging people to come and look at a captured ma- uh, maze dragon. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I was looking for. All right, well, so we wind out the night, uh, come morning. Uh, sorry, I, I would Oops. like to do a thing quickly sure. as well. Uh, I want to talk to Wimitai about what happened in uh, the city. 
Okay. The fact that uh, Yong killed people. Because he has not done that before, or not with his fists at least. And it was just going to be. Um, uh, I, Luke was in the temple and I did not know what to do. And I closed my eyes and just, uh, meditated for a second to see what it was. And I heard a voice telling me to kill the people. <laughs> and <laughs> it sounded like you. Ooh. <laughs> I do not know what this means, or even if it means anything. Uh, she's a little, a little concerned about this. Uh, you know, do, you'll spend the night uh, talking about this uh, as uh, she you know, makes no uh, reservations about her. Uh, it's not really a hatred, but uh, a dislike uh, of those who she has seen, uh, well, she and her tribe have seen as invaders to her country, uh, to her land and such. Uh, but uh, she is definitely the opinion that, you know, killing an enemy is necessary. Uh, killing in order to save uh, those that you care for, your tribe, your people, your mate, etc., is uh, is to be expected. Uh, she is concerned uh, that the, the killing happened uh, where there was no clear... Uh, well, technically you were trying to save your friend, I suppose, but he wasn't in danger from these people. So it's a little concerned, especially when you say that the voice in your head telling you to do this was her voice. <laughs> I thought I should say this as I do not know if it means anything. Right. Uh, well, yeah, so then she will uh, go through a, a cleansing ritual with you just in case uh, you are uh, being <laughs> intruded upon by some spirit, which is, you know, uh, she talks about her people that sometimes they will go into a, a killing lust and uh, uh, sometimes uh, talks about uh, legends of uh, those who go into this and who will uh, who will kill uh, men and eat their flesh and what happens to them, you know, essentially telling you the legends of their the Wendigo and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's a spirit uh, that enters uh, her people when this happens, and it causes them to become more animal than man. And, you know, just to make sure. <laughs> because, you know, who knows what you've been exposed to? Yes, never mind the angry Indian spirit, which inhabited yes. us for a period of time as well. Mm-hmm. Well. well, I will submit to these rituals willingly and feel better about it in the morning. Yeah, yes. And hope that something has come of this. Largely uh, revolves around inhaling the fumes of a very potent weed and drinking a very potent tea. So <laughs> you're probably up later in the day. <laughs> yes, we stoned the demon out of you. Ah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, next morning, uh, well, we'll, later than morning, those of you that get up early, that's fine. Have some breakfast. But uh, later in the day, uh, train stop. Uh, again, we're getting a lot of people coming in through since the railhead now is fully operational. And uh, it's a growing town. Uh, it continues to grow, it seems, every week. Uh, new buildings being put up. 
some of them fast for uh, workers that need housing, small tent villages. Some of them are more permanent and better made, but uh, growing and expanding every day. Uh, today's, uh, you guys are in the sunrise. It's a sunrise, isn't it? I think it's the sunrise. The hotel. Yeah. Cliff Watch. Cliff Watch. Okay. Cliff Watch Hotel. Um, you have, uh, some of you are familiar with this man who walks in. He's got a, a very smart, uh, kind of off-white suit, uh, white hat, black string tie. He's got uh, greenish spectacles on as he comes in. This is Isaac Bell. Uh, he's essentially the person who is the head of the uh, your organization in this area. Uh, he's checking into the hotel. Any of you that were up early enough for you know late breakfast, uh, very early, uh, you know around 11, noon, somewhere in there, uh, can see him as he's checking in. Uh, and he starts inquiring uh, about some of you to see if uh, you are still here or about. So who will be downstairs eating at this time? Anyone have their hand up? <laughs> yeah, I will probably be downstairs eating at this time. If they have a good steak and egg breakfast, I'll be down there. <laughs> sure. Ooh, you got some crackling going there on your mic, uh, Chris. I think that's if you just muted yourself, then that was you. Uh, anyone else? So we've got... Not you. You're uh, after the night. Okay. Yes, I think we'll Okay. Yep. Staying up in the... Uh... I see how it is. Make the Chinese outsider man look bad. Right. Gotcha. Yep. I was sorry. You said you were you were there or you weren't there, Luke? I uh, might as well be there. Yeah, might as well be there. Okay. as well. Yeah, yeah, having having a little bit of breakfast, uh, feeding dragon whose appetite seems to be getting a bit uh, larger these days. He's requiring more and more meat. Get a little pudgy. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you you guys uh, know Isaac. Uh, he's uh, checking in. He's got a he's got a valise uh, on him and uh, kind of a tartan pattern on the outside. Uh, he, he's uh, dressed. I'm not going to say inconspicuously, his dress is actually uh, you know, very upscale, but it's it's not advertising wealth or anything like that. You know, so this would be someone from back east, you would think, that would maybe be coming out here to look into an investment or such. Um, you know, if you were just to casually see him and not know who he is, but uh, he's got these emerald green glasses on. And uh, so he's asking you here, I'm asking after uh, some of you to see if you're if you're still checked in here or not. He says, well, I've gotten several telegram posts from uh, Perdition here and uh, hoping to meet. Uh, of course, the teller behind the desk knows all of you guys and points out that you're sitting right over there having breakfast. Isaac uh, takes off his hat and uh, walks over to your table. Uh, Eddie, did you say you were there or were not there? I was there. You're there. Okay, so you're the one he doesn't know. Um, so uh, comes over to the table, uh, hat in hand. It's like big smile on his face. It's like gentlemen and lady, nice to see you again. I finally caught up with you all. You've been uh, leading me a merry chase around these uh, uh, along this coastline. Uh, Looks over to Eddie and says, I'm afraid we haven't been introduced. Uh, he sticks out his hand. Isaac, Isaac Bell. I pull out one of my guns, put it on the table, stand up, 
put out my hand and say, Eddie Goff. Oh, Eddie, uh, I believe that you guys sent off a telegram about uh, getting Eddie admitted. Yes, I think yeah, that, that happened, so. right? Yeah, like, oh, did, yeah. Eddie, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I understand that you were uh, looking to join our organization. Uh, I believe the paperwork's been filed. So this will count as our little face-to-face. Uh, do you mind if I join you? So absolutely have a good time. And, you know, point to one of the chairs and sit down and then put the gun away. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, he pulls the chair out, puts his valise on his right-hand side. He's got it. Uh, he seems to be very particular where he places it. Uh, fusses with it just a bit as he lays it down. And uh, he looks over the table at everybody. So I've been receiving fairly regular reports. I have uh, some handle on what's going on. Uh, anything else uh, you want to bring me up to speed on? He pulls out uh, several uh, telegram posts uh, so to let you know how far along he's got. So he's gotten the last one that you sent off. And, uh, everyone that might be. I think that was uh, a bit ago, though. I don't think you sent off anything before you went to Lost Angels. I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't well, think. I mean, we sent off reports saying, hey, we've completed the um, thingy's folly adventure. Right. Saying, mm. hey, we're sending all this back. And yep. I suppose they report with that, but nothing saying we're going into Los Angeles now. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, he's gotten all the last messages. Uh, of course, uh, the handing off of the professor you found in the, the folly um, that was all arranged uh, through a joint effort between your agency and the agency. So yeah, he had a small part in that. He said, well, I'm glad to find that you're still here, uh, that we can finally catch up in person. So he's looking around to see what you guys are reading. What's good here? Oh. Go ahead. Pretty much most of the menu is pretty good. Uh, if you wanted to have uh, more of a discussion with us, we'd probably be off in our rooms and we can have Young join us. He is in the hotel, but he look around. Doesn't seem to be here at the moment. Oh, certainly, but if you don't mind, he takes his glasses off, uh, puts them in his breast pocket and says, I, I'm starved. I've been on a train yes. for quite a while. That, uh, not so good certainly. service. Uh, so if you wanted to have a bit better discussion, then probably best not to do that here. Uh, while we're eating, let's just let's discuss simple matters. Yes. Pleasant matters for the table. <laughs> All right. Uh, he's just basically informing you of what's gone, what's been going on at the, uh, with the agency. Um, not a lot. They've had a few political uh, changes in people who are running things, some you know, paper pushing going around. The big thing now is that they're uh, having actual collaborations with the agency, um, hoping to work together a little bit. Um, not very happy with some of the um, policies that they have, but um, you know we're we're hoping that we can work some of these issues out. Um, yeah, so Luke, you're asking if he doesn't recognize that Sarah is dead. Uh, if he has, he doesn't seem to say anything or mention anything. The only odd thing that he's done is being uh, very particular about where he puts his case. Well, I was just wondering if, you know, he's one of the supposed to be high ups on them. He doesn't recognize someone's dead. Well, <laughs> he's not pretty good, is he? 
Uh, so we get he finishes, uh, gets some ham and eggs and some toast. Uh, he's pretty quick about finishing up. Tidy eater, just some mild table talk before. Is well, lead on if we've got a place that's a bit more secure to speak. I'm interested to see how Mr. Jean Lu is doing as well. Oh, and Mr. Guff, uh, he goes into his release, pulls out some paperwork, hands it over to you. At your discretion, just read over uh, our contract here, and we can get you on the payroll. Uh, I gladly take the paperwork and start looking through uh, it. Before you pull it out of his hand, he kind of holds it there for a minute as you're uh, pulling it, and he uh, looks very... Uh, his eyes to this point have been, you know, very, very light. He's been engaging, but now he, he gets a little firm and he says, uh, tell me, Mr. Guff, when is the last time you've had a transformation? Oh, gosh, uh, full moon. Mm-hmm. Are they still uncontrolled? I have uh, a way of controlling it to a degree. I don't feel that uh, pressing desire during the non-moon times. And during the moon times, there's, as a group, we're careful. I see. Uh, and as to some passerbys that are walking by the tables, you're saying this. He says, yes, yes, the moon always uh, has uh, effects on a person's uh, mood and personality. We'll, uh, we'll have to get you checked into one of these newfangled asylums when we have more, uh, more of a chance. Uh, he just kind of smiles as the people pass by him. He lets go of the paperwork and says, well, shall we? Uh, he uh, pulls himself away from the table, uh, gives you a little uh, little bow, Sharon. Uh, and uh, he asks with a smile, and says, uh, he says, oh, yes, I'm going to have to introduce you to uh, another one of our uh, board of executives. He gives you his arm. <laughs> okay. And where are we going? Oh, lead on. He's looking to okay. uh, Jameis. Uh, he's looking to uh, Luke Villeneuve for direction. Yep. As you were the one to suggest. Go to the, we've got our rooms in the top of the hotel. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we should we'll have we'll the whole the floor. So. And we'll get Yong and we'll just all gather him on the rooms. Okay. Uh, and horrible out of fainting. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to grab a bottle of AAA before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> If it wasn't for your werewolf vitality, so many things would have happened to you by now. Absolutely. Wow, is that coming from Chris or Jameis? Hard to tell. Anyway, uh, so back up in the room. (laughs) You guys uh, have the the same floor that you've had basically all along, so uh, this is about as private as you're going to get. And, uh, well, there uh, you go. Young? <laughs> yeah, knock on the door. I, uh, uh, I guess when they come and get me. And I, I do not know how this is affecting me, so I will be out of it, mainly, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah, Isaac kind of, uh, makes a motion as if he's clearing the air. He says, um, perhaps we can, uh, you've got a nice common room here. Why don't we uh, make use of this? Uh, let the hotel staff bring up some coffee. I think Mr. Uh, Young here might uh, benefit from a good, strong brew. 
I will go and put on some pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then, hmm. I can't remember how open uh, myself and Wimataya's relationship is, so I don't know whether she would be in the room with me or not. Probably. Whether she would come out of a different room. Probably. She doesn't have the same uh, moralities as, as uh, you know, the mm. women at the time for pre- propriety's sake. She's not really into that, so she's probably in there as well. All right. Well, then we will both come out of there bleary-eyed and... Yeah. Got the munchies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Starving to death. Well, I have not had any breakfast either. And yeah. So as uh, <gasps> things are being set up and the hotel staff is basically bringing up a service of coffee and tea. <laughs> Eddie, you've got your bottle of AAA there. Uh, he will get Sharon. Uh, he will... Uh, Essentially, when he has a chance uh, to to talk to you, not really privately, but uh, when you're closer together and everyone else is kind of away uh, getting things prepared, he uh, he kind of asks you, so how aware are you of your situation? Uh, pardon me, sir? He, My situation? Uh, yes, you're a doctor. Is that correct? Yes. When's the last time you felt a pulse, doctor? He says, uh, pointing at your wrist. <laughs> yes, um, I have been feeling a little off lately. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're not the first with this condition that I've ran into. As a matter of fact, a uh, man I admire greatly has uh, managed to do quite well uh, with this malady. So I expect... So you have information on it? Some, some. Uh, you'll probably want to face-to-face with him himself. He goes by the name of uh, the ghost these days. Um, he kind of chuckles to himself. He says, you might be very surprised at the man if we can get you at, uh, get you to a sit-down. Uh, but I'll see what I can arrange with that. Uh, no cravings? No loss of memory? No, not really a loss of memory. Just, um, I do like my meals, though. It's to be expected. The uh, rawer the meat, the better you'll feel, by the way. But this is uh, probably best discussed uh, in more private, I assume. They don't know? Uh, No, they don't know. Well, we'll let that go for now. Uh, As long as... How long has it been? It's It's been, what, a couple months now? Yeah. Does uh, Sarah even know she's dead? I mean, not exactly. No. She knows that something's happened to her. I know something's happened, but I don't know exactly what. Yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't seem like uh, if you're not having blackout spells or uh, periods of missing time, and your companions are all hale and healthy, I guess you've got things uh, buttoned down. Uh, may have some pointers for you. Uh, but we'll talk a bit more later. Um, yes, we should. Uh, I take it at this point you're wearing your sun- your glasses all the time now? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. Alright, uh, so you guys have a uh, measure of privacy after uh, he's uh, shooed away the hotel workers and told them, like, uh, you know, not to be disturbed for the next hour or so. Tips them pretty generously. Uh, sit down. He 
he pours you a cup of uh, tea, very strong tea, young, uh, hands it to you, uh, just the same for Wematai. We introduce him to Wematai. Yes. I don't know whether we ever reported back on her. I think you've mentioned her that you have had that you're having um, somebody from the Necessity Alliance that's coming along with you to aid where they can. So you know he makes a comment on this. It's like yes, uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, someone with your knowledge is able to help uh, my people out. Um, I would like to uh, meet this Necessity Alliance at some point when uh, it might be more convenient. Uh, but for now. Uh, is there anything I need to be filled in on from your last report still now? Uh, we have uh, the scientist in custody. Uh, we're looking through the tape paperwork you were able to bring back. And some very fascinating tomes there. Yeah, I'm happy to fill in on um, whatever we normally would report back, which is probably most of it. I think we've been fairly open about crazy stuff we've been getting involved with. Well, y'all have been in the field for a while, and uh, we haven't had a uh, debriefing, uh, so we'll this will count towards that. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to talk to each of you individually, just to make sure that, well, uh, you know how this goes. <laughs> uh, basis, basics of it is you're supposed to have debriefings every so many months if you're in the field, just to make sure that you're still competent, that you're not suffering from any uh, mental maladies, uh, that you're not becoming unraveled with the things that you've seen or had to do, and none of you, none, <laughs> of, you, none of you, have had a uh, a, a rep uh, report in a while uh, to see, you know, how you're doing in this way. So it's like, well, now's the time to do it. Uh, I don't imagine with uh, how embroiled you are in things that you're going to want to head back east. So let's get this out of the way now, uh, Mr. Lou. If I can uh, start with you, please. Hmm. What? Sorry? <laughs> yes, uh, a bit more of the tea then, perhaps. Uh, Mr. Villeneuve? Uh, can we use someone's room, please? Anyone Ooh. offering up the room? <laughs> I'll offer up my room <laughs> with its funky smells in it immediately. Uh, perhaps another. Uh, you might want to open up the window in there. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's I... not a, a good smell. I anyway. offer up my room. Okay. Which stinks of perfume. <laughs> yeah, which isn't a good smell either. <laughs> it's it's a, full of perfume, probably, since he bought one by the gallon the last time. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll offer uh, his room, too, but that might smell like which a Which is fan. full of alcohol room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. And, uh, Luke's room's full of machine oil and everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Already making such a... Uh, <laughs> That's a stellar example of how you've been doing in the field. All right, well, Luke, he'll take you. Uh, he'll he'll take uh, Sarah's room. Um, you know, it smells like a French bordello. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've been too many. You've not uh, got to France yet. All right. Yeah. Well, Luke, uh, he takes you in. Uh, the rest of you guys going to try and listen in, by the way, or not? Uh, he basically. Uh, Bell takes uh, him into uh, Sarah's room, closes the door. I don't have the faculties to do that at the moment. So. You're awfully hungry, it. by the way. <laughs> You've been eating these little sandwiches they brought up to go with your tea and coffee, but they just don't see. You just have this hole <laughs> in your stomach, apparently, that just won't be filled. <laughs> I'll find something. 
Alright, how about the rest of you guys? Oh, I try uh, some raw meat because yeah. that's what Sarah's been eating as well. So maybe I've caught the same <laughs> thing that she has. There you go. Sarah hasn't been eating raw meat. She's been doing dehydrated meat. Jerky. Yes. <laughs> well, then that. Alright. Well, uh, okay, so in the room, uh, he has you. He basically, uh, it's, it's a small room. These aren't really made for, uh, you know, there's a lot not a lot of room in here. So he pulls over a chair and uh, you can sit on the edge of a bed. There's probably not another chair there. Uh, but he sits across from you. He opens up his valise so that you can't see what's inside. Uh, pulls uh, out dragon's some... on my lap and I'm stroking him. Sure. Uh, pulls out some paperwork uh, and just lays it down. And uh, you know, it's like, uh, pulls out a pocket watch, logs the time, date, etc. And says, um, can you state your full name for me, please? Luke Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. And the name of the entity that's inhabiting your cat? What? I pause my stroking, but I look completely <laughs> bad. The cat hisses a little. Yeah. Pause on that for now. I assume you know. I look completely blank. <laughs> Luke really doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay, makes a check mark in a box. <laughs> okay, Mr. Villeneuve. He starts going over just basic uh, forms. It's like, uh, age is this, birthplace was this. You know, he's just confirming information. <laughs> since you're you, I assume you're answering truthfully. <laughs> you haven't been doppelgangered since this happened, so uh, yeah, you're answering all uh, these questions. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's all very commonplace, and you're kind of getting into this pattern of like, yes, this was my father and mother's name. That's correct. I was born here and there. Uh, Mr. Villeneuve, how many people did you kill this week? Uh, none this week, no. <laughs> so You have to remind me if I have GM, because I don't think I have. <laughs> Been a while since I've played. And how many people have you caused to be killed this week? Wherein your actions have directly resulted in the death of more than a person or more. Do I know that Young killed people? Uh, yeah, I think you do. Okay, no, I don't know if he actually told us that he killed people. Yeah, but you were there. Uh, of course, you don't yeah. know. You wouldn't happen to know if they actually survived or not. I mean, you know that... Uh, it's up to you. You can know or not know. Yeah, um... Pretty, pretty, pretty oblivious at times. Possibly uh, <laughs> quite a few thinking back to the Grimes City. Uh, so what did we do before we did Grimes this thing? If we're talking about the past week, we've been doing a lot. I mean, what did we do right before Grimes this thing? Uh, it was uh, the demon. Santa and, uh, Anna. Yeah, Santa Anna and then the and demon. Oh, okay. Dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to put yeah. that up, getting, hey, look at the number of people we saved. Yeah, so that's right. We've done so much over the past week. There's been a month or two actual right. time. I can't remember what we're doing. No, 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 it's fine. We'll try to be truthful as much as possible. He doesn't right. really have anything. But to is hide. Luke himself uh, seeming like he's not certain of events? That's really the question. Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of events to try and keep track of. Mm-hmm. And what he probably does do is that he doesn't probably seem that concerned about what happened in Grimes City because he had other things on his mind. Mm-hmm. So and which is the next showing. question is, uh, so how do you feel about this? Have you been having bad dreams? Uh, have you been particularly anxious? 
I was having bad dreams for a while, but not recently. He says, striking dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been having more sort of ideas recently about things I can build. Oh. Uh, tell me about some of these things. Well, I've got this wee here device here. Uh, the negative wave vibrational disruptor. Hmm, I see. Right off. Yeah, he pulls a stethoscope yeah. out uh, from his bag. Um, I believe they were already around at this point. Uh, if not, it will be a cone or whatever. And uh, he, looks, he looks at Dragon and he says, I'm just going to check his heart rate and his vitals. Is that all right? <laughs> <coughs> the uh, Your cat uh, hops off your lap and kind of paces around. <laughs> Yeah, this guy is far more competent than any of us put together, I suspect. <laughs> so he starts, uh, you know, he, he has you breathe, he listens to your heart a bit, he has you keep keep talking yeah. while you're uh, doing this. He says, so this, uh, these bad dreams, uh, how long ago, did, when did they start, when did they stop? Uh, and you uh, yeah, I'll go with describe once we had met. Well, you know exactly when. I can't remember exactly. Uh, when you we can just say that you're either truthful or not yeah. about it, whichever. Yeah, I'm, I'm truthful about it after we, visited, after we thought we visited the 37th chamber. Right. And recently until we went to, I think it was, we came back from Mexicali. And they stopped. And uh, this invention you're showing me here is the, the first of its kind that you've built? Yeah. I've got other ideas, but haven't got around to being able to enact some of them yet. I've been... Yeah, doing the old potion. Well, potion based on something like this as well. Okay. Uh, he basically keeps asking you a few questions about your dreams. Uh, asks you, has anything that you dreamt uh, actually come true? Yeah. Uh, not that I can think of. Other than, you know, making these machines on my mm. dream. All right, uh, so he's with you for about 15, 20 minutes. He says, well, uh, Mr. Villeneuve, you check out okay. Uh, there's some uh, specialist I'd like you to collaborate uh, collaborate with uh, at another time, uh, in particular in the field of these inventions that you've been having ideas about. Um, it uh, is a useful trait. Uh, there are some pitfalls, and there are some things that uh, you need to be made aware of that could be detrimental to your health and your mind. Um, and where are you? Uh, is do you call it dragon? Pointing at the yeah, cat. This is a dragon. This mm-hmm. is a dragon. I would seek to uh, talk to the entity that is in that cat. Uh, I talk to dragon all the time. <laughs> You talk at Dragon, I would imagine. Try addressing to what is in Dragon. At any rate, uh, we're going to... He puts a stamp on your paper. We're going to clear you for uh, further work detail, uh, Mr. Villeneuve. Uh, I very much appreciate the work you've done for us to this point. Um, I'm going to try, as I said, arrange a meeting with you with some people that might uh, be very helpful in the designs that you're thinking of. Hmm. If you will send right. in, uh, if you'll send in Sarah next, please. All right, I leave and do so. All right, uh, give me an observation. Sorry, give me a notice roll as you're leaving the room. 
do 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 do. Uh, just because I'm going to mute myself again for a while. Uh, when Sarah comes out, I'll ask her to treat my wound because mm. I've had that done. I noticed nothing. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely nothing. <clears throat> All right. So about 20 minutes later, a door opens. Uh, Luke comes out, and you call for Sarah. Sharon, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Okay. Yep. Uh, so uh, Luke calls you in uh, to the room next. Okay, I go in. All right. Uh, same basic part starts off. Uh, you know, really basic questions about you know, your life, uh, where you're born, your full name, who your parents were, uh, stuff like this. You you don't have any memory issues, but it's up to you whether or not you are replying truthfully or you're trying to test him. Uh, that's up to you. No, I'm going to reply truthfully. Mm-hmm. That's all public record. Okay. Um. And so, uh, you know, like like he was doing with Luke, you know, it, it, he kind of drones on for a bit these very simple questions about your life, who you are, uh, some particular points in your life, like what was your first battlefield commission. Some of the questions are a little tougher. You're surprised that he knows. Uh, then he, out of left field, the question is, so when did you die? It was... <sighs> so I really am dead, aren't I? Did you not know? I'm sure you suspected something. I suspected, but um, I'm walking around, I'm talking, I'm eating, so... So when did it happen? A couple of months ago. Uh, You described the scene to him or tell him about it? Yes, it was the fight in the cave when I was uh, basically struck by a bolt of energy mm-hmm. and uh, how long did it take for you to regain consciousness from that um not too long maybe okay. maybe what an hour I thought it was something like that it's actually quite a while um, but quite a while. are you uh, are you and once again are you being truthful or are you trying to uh, obscure anything um, I am going to be truthful and say, well, it was a little while. I'm not sure how long I was out for. Okay. Make me a spirit roll. Okay. Um, I need you to roll for me. Okay. And you're actually going to be able a couple of minuses here. This is actually a dominion test against what's in you and you. <laughs> so you're going to end up rolling really well, actually. You roll a 10. Um, so no point in spending any chips or anything. So uh, no hesitation at all. Uh, you don't notice any difference in uh, it being more difficult to tell the truth or not. Uh, so you're firmly in control right now. Okay, so yeah, he, he listens to what you have to say. And, it's, uh, and at the end of it, he says, well, your condition, uh, I've seen it before. As I said, we've got someone placed fairly high amongst our friends who suffers from this as well and does quite well with it. Um, but what you really need to understand is that you are constantly endangering your friends and those around you. Um, if you're not having spells of blacking out or time loss, you're probably very firmly in control right now. Uh, but there are going to be times when you're not. Whether or not you tell those that are around you what your condition is is up to you but if these spells of time loss start happening and in particular if people are injured around you you need to tell them something 
Yes, so what do I tell them? Well, um, <laughs> to start with, I'm afraid uh, that uh, you are dead. The person uh, known as Sarah Bachamp died in that cave. Uh, what you are is the remnant of what she was. Uh, and there is something else in there with you that's causing your body to continue to function, to continue to move, to continue to breathe when you want, to act as you wish. Uh, but there are times when what's in you will take over. Uh, you're a particularly strong woman uh, with a particularly strong mind. So these episodes are either have been very limited to this point or have not happened yet. But they will happen. And what's in you is not pretty. Uh, from your missives before, I understand you know uh, something about uh, the hunting grounds. Uh, you've been in contact with some, well, you've got an Indian shaman with you now that may have told you something about the hunting grounds. Uh, that There are spirits there. There are some spirits there that mean us no good. And they seem to be finding ways into our world uh, more and more frequently these days. And when someone of your character dies, uh, these spirits will bring the body back uh, in an attempt to cause fear and panic. Because there's nothing more fearful than taking a hero, someone that you admire, someone that has done a great deal of good, and then turn that person into a force of evil. A, a force of evil. I, huh, I don't believe I'm behaving partic in a particularly evil fashion. And that's more astounding and uh, leads more to the character of who Sarah Beauchamp was. Uh, that you can re you have continued to resist this far. It's a good thing. As I've said, I know people in your condition that have done very well, but I also have known those that have eventually lost their struggle with what's within them. So, are you saying that I'm eventually going to go mad? He shrugs. Honestly, uh, the work that you do for us and the positions you've put yourself in, it's as likely that you will die a second death before that happens. The fact that you're dead doesn't preclude the fact that your body can still be damaged enough that you cease to function. All right. I, 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 So how is Sarah taking this? I mean, you've just been Sarah's told that not sitting... only are you dead, but that you're not you. That the person that was Sarah is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, um... <sighs> Mr. Bell, I do realize that there's... That, uh... I have been feeling uh, a bit off recently, um, how, and I do recognize the fact that I have no pulse, um, but I am still, I mean, is this a neurological condition? Is this something that can be re reversed? Um, he kind of smiles uh, just slightly. Uh, there's a little sadness to it. He says... Miss uh, Beauchamp, um, it is a wide open field for you to discover. Um, I'm simply letting you know that you do pose a danger to those around you and that you must be ever vigilant to it. And I only suggest that if you start losing track of time, that you let the others know. Until then, 
treat it as a malady if that's what allows you to keep functioning. I... Well, is there any books, journals, or anything about this condition that can be referenced or that I can read so I can know what it what I'm afraid is? Uh, there's not been much in the way of scholarly works uh, regarding uh, the Manitou and possession. Uh, but as I said, uh, I am in contact with some that suffer similarly. And if it can be arranged, it might be beneficial to talk to these people. Um, and I will do what I can to make that come about. You are an asset to us, but more than that, you've done a lot of good. Sarah did a lot of good. What remains of Sarah is continuing to do a lot of good. You'll for, forgive me, uh, Mr. Bell. This is a little much to um, wrap my head around at this point. Of course, and... As far as you know, I may be playing with your mind. I may be uh, telling you lies. You don't know me other than uh, as your manager. Uh, treat it however you need to, Miss Beauchamp, to keep you going, to keep you focused. I only ask that you be aware of time that's missing. That's all I ask. Uh, Certainly. Certainly. Um, and if you don't mind, Mr. Mr. Bell, and I show him to the door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, as he walks out, uh, Mr. Young, perhaps your room has aired out by now. <laughs> we can go in there, certainly. But, but I did not open the window. I did not even think about it. <laughs> uh, even before... after he mentioned it, I still... Okay. Uh, before he leaves, though, uh, Sarah, go ahead. I'm going to make you a notice roll for you, okay? Okay. Okay, seven. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, he did the same thing with you as he did with uh, Luke, where he opened a case, so it's kind of uh, end of its facing you, so you didn't see what was inside. But then as you're inviting him to leave, you catch a quick glimpse of what's inside. Uh, there is a rather large uh, six-shooter in there. Um, barrel is, is longer than normal. It seems to be, it's very shiny. You think, uh, are any of your senses enhanced other than your eyesight? Uh, no, just the eyesight. Yeah. Uh, but highly silvered looking. Um, and it just, it just strikes you as there's something odd about that gun. Uh, but, uh, you know, closes up his case pretty quickly. You just catch this glimpse of it. And walks out, uh, Mr. Uh, Young, uh, your room? It is over there. <laughs> yes. Yep. First thing he does is walk in and open up the windows. <laughs> I start to follow him in, and then I rush back to the table and pick up some more of the sandwiches to take in with me. Yes, <laughs> take the tray with you. Yep. All right. Well, no, I leave some for the others. <laughs> Not many, but I leave some. Okay. Um, so he, uh, goes in, uh, room with you and, uh, essentially the same thing for the first part of it goes through your parents, uh, your, your lineage. So like your, your brothers and sisters, where you worked beforehand, you know, it's just very, very basic stuff. Uh, are you trying to answer him correctly? Are you trying to hold back? What is your attitude towards it? 
Um, yeah, I'm just answering as uh, he's he's our boss, so he's got all this information anyway. So I assume he's asking us this for some reason. So right, I just uh, reconfirm everything. So as he lulls you into this line of their very basic, you know, question and answer, his question to you, uh, the breaks of the monotony is, are you prepared to be a father? Eventually, yes. <laughs> you write something down. You might uh, want to start considering that sooner than eventually, Mr. Lou. I oh. Okay. Um, he goes into asking you about your dreams. Have you been having any uh, odd dreams? Now, remember that a lot of what happened during the uh, when you were up in the, uh, the area of the the chamber uh, that the most of those memories, yeah, most of those memories are dreamlike. It's really hard to remember what happened up there. Uh, so, yeah, he asked you if you've had any particularly vivid dreams, uh, those that were particularly dreadful, if any of the dreams you've had have been coming true. Uh, I don't remember any of those dreams. So, mm-hmm. Yong is going to say, no, there is nothing I can think of that is particular. Oh. And uh, how are you handling having to go underground so often? It is. It is difficult, but I am able to deal with this. Yes. Uh, make me a spirit roll. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty uh, straightforward with uh, no no real hesitation to it. Um, He's like, okay. Um, and um, this uh, relationship you have with uh, Wematai, is it? How did you spot that? Yeah. I'm yes. particularly good at, uh, at reading people, relationships, um, certain things. It, it becomes very useful in my field. I thought we had been discreet. Never mind. Yes. Uh, what of it? Um, have you thought about your future? Um, no, I do not know how this will end, so I have not thought on anything beyond this now. And I understand your mother and father are here in perdition as well. You are remarkably well informed. How much have you talked to them since they've been here? Hardly at all. I have been in and out of the town so often at largely at the behest of the Van Doren agency to deal with the problems. The odd evening here or there, that is it. Write some things down, <laughs> and he says, um, I, "I forget. Does uh, do you have living brothers or sisters? No, only child. Ah, yes. Uh, and your parents are pretty old at this point. 
Um, reasonably so, yes. I mean, Young's in his early twenties, so. Right. Okay. Yes, they're in their four. Well, yeah, forties by now. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, "I've uh, your line, uh, the Lou's, uh, have a very prestigious uh, history. Uh, it's very." Yes, I did not realize that the Van Doren Agency had extended their research into the history of their employees as well. You have come across more information about the dragon? Well, um, and uh, he thinks for a minute about what he says to you, and he says, uh, in effect, uh, yes. Um, Do you realize that... um, you may be the last of the loose. It's still possible that your mother and father could give birth to another child, although increasingly unlikely. You had brothers and sisters. This is not him I'm asking. You had brothers and sisters, is that correct? No. No, you no. didn't. You briefly said, hey, you had a sister at one time. She got married, and then I was like, I didn't even know that. I had a sister at the time, because it was like the first time we were introducing the parents. So. What you are in the middle of now is, uh, is, is very important, but so is, so is family, and so is the continuation of a line. I'd like you to um, give some thought to that, um, and to maybe um, in a month or so, have a conversation with Wimatai. Things may you be more apparent then. Not talk to her for a month? No, no. Just uh, in particular about uh, what will happen after this. Uh, you've said yourself you've given not, not a lot of thought. Uh, will she go back to her people? Will she stay with you? What will you do? In a month, you say. Okay. Things will be well, a bit more apparent to both of you in that time. Oh, uh, Mr. Liu, uh, the Van Doren Agency uh, much appreciates what you've done so far. Um, your psychological uh, uh, profile is, is just fine uh, for continued uh, work in the field. Things are changing very quickly here. I hear uh, not just in California and this coast, but all across uh, this land and from what we hear um, in other lands as well. And people like you are rare. Uh, rarer than you might think. <laughs> he smiles and says, uh, uh, being of the line of the dragon is rare enough, but having the heart of one is even rarer. He says, if you will send in Mr. Guff. Um, yeah, before Mr. Guff comes in, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah will, after a few minutes, come out of her room, walk up to Eddie, basically take the take the bottle of triple A out of his hand, <laughs> pour herself a very healthy dollop into her tea, take a sip, pour another dollop, and then give the bottle back to Eddie. All right. Uh, Eddie has no problems with that. <laughs> you know, depending on how she looks, I might take the key- teacup away from her and just hand her the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yep, she, uh, she, she may be in that state. Well, she looks no paler than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Can Eddie have uh, read the contract and signed it? 
oh, during yeah. this time. Sure, sure. Yeah, Eddie is an educated man. Uh, essentially, it's just um, it is a it's a work for uh, it's a work for hire contract. I mean, you can leave at any point. Uh, you are dealing with things that uh, uh, they would prefer uh, not be see print in a in a paper, etc. But there's no real enjoyer as to what would happen if you do. Um, you know, you it, it it's essentially a very simple contract saying that look. Uh, you are you will be our agent in uh, in uh, different uh, lands and territories. We want you to report on uh, these things that we send you out to do. Uh, you're going to be recompensated uh, for your time, of course, etc. Um, since they're not really a they're not really an arm of any official government or anything. I mean, there's nothing like you know these are state secrets, etc. It's just an acknowledgement of the things that they are sending you to find could be of general harm. Uh, to the populace as a whole, and talking about some of these things may not be in the best interest of said populace, etc. Uh, it's it's not really a lot of uh, detail of anything. There's not even really a tone of like, <laughs> if you do this, <laughs> watch out, sort of thing. No, there's there's not like any threatening tone to it at all. It's just a simple contract of work. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'll definitely sign that. Music in this podcast was created by Kevin McLeod. More great music can be found at his website at incompetech.com. If you enjoy the show, we would love to hear from you. You can find links to our public forums, the software that we use, and other information at our homepage at bluemagic.com. That's B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K. Reviews on iTunes, recommends at rpgpodcasts.com, and email to steamstealmurder at gmail.com are also appreciated. Thank you for listening. <laughs>